It's the Kilkenny Hurling Podcast brought to you by KCLR. Each week, myself, Robbie Dowling and Eddie Scally discuss all the issues regarding Kilkenny Hurling. Eddie, how are you keeping? I'm great, Robbie. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. <laughs> no, it was strange there, Robbie. It's, it's a good start, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, no, keeping? it's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm keeping You on. had a busy weekend, of course, just to peek behind the curtain, beyond hurling talk. Uh, Tiesta is there down in Gorham Park. Yeah, no, no, great week. Uh, that was on Thursday, so it was a, it was a great day. Um, it's always a big day down this area here for Carlo and Kenny people. So, um, no, it was lovely. And sure, look, it wasn't a great see Rachel Blackmore winning her first yeah. Tiestas as well. So, good news story. Um, I don't know, you spend half the year looking forward to Tiestas Day and then you just can't wait to get through it. And then when you finish with it, you start looking forward to next year's <laughs> Tiestas again. So, I know, look, it's great. No, thank God it's... Another one done. That's twelve now for Freddie Scally. Ah, oh, brilliant! Fair play and congratulations again. One of the highlights of the sporting calendar. There's no doubt about that, particularly in this area. Hurling and All Ireland finals and Leinster finals are another highlight of the sporting calendar. We're certainly not there yet. Uh, later on, the podcast will build up to the first round of the league this Sunday as Kilkenny take on Wexford. That's exclusively live on KCLR from quarter to two. But before that, we're going to talk about all of the big topics, not just of the weekend, but of hurling in general ahead of the start of the new inter-county season uh, Eddie where do you want to start? Um, I suppose look the Walsh Cup was on uh, the Walsh Cup final was on mm. at the weekend um, Wexford put up a fair score there 121 to 16 points against Galway a big win as we all know on this podcast I, I would be one of the many people who would shout for Wexford when they play I yep. love I do have great deep-rooted feelings for Wexford and, and, and I enjoyed and hurling needs Wexford performing I will say though um Big win. They were playing against pretty much a development squad from Galway. Um, there wasn't too many senior hurlers playing for Galway, whereas Wexford were stacked with senior experience. Yeah. And uh, as per usual, pitch invasion after the game. I see Lee Chin in the paper today with a big massive Mexican hat on him in the Wexford colours. <laughs> Sombrero. Yeah, like, do they get a little bit carried away? Like, I mean, in the name of God, if Kilkenny won the Walsh Cup at the weekend, I'd say it wouldn't make the newspaper. Do they get a little... Is that, is that a rhetorical question? Are you looking for an actual answer? The truth is, do they get a little bit carried away? I'm asking the question. I know well, the answer the is answer to do. Is yes, to do. But and I've always said that. They just, it, I actually think it's ridiculous myself. So I think it's a bit of crack, though. I know people understand that, and I suppose they'll say, oh, it's typical Kilkenny taking the joy out of everything, no. and you wouldn't even celebrate in All-Ireland. But then I would say, typical Kilkenny, we keep level-headed, and we win All-Ireland. And I think that's what Limerick have actually done very well. I think Limerick used to be similar to Wexford, not on the same scale, but it used to be all... No, but you know, the yeah. big Munster final and the, the whole country would stop, or the whole county would stop, whereas they've become a lot more level-headed because they've become accustomed to success oh, as well. Whereas I, I think that needs to happen with Wexford Starved well. a little bit of success as well, in fairness. Like, 96 is a long time ago. Uh, yeah. um, like in fairness... Like I texted a good few of my mates last night to find out what was the story, where was the homecoming or, you know, <laughs> I hadn't seen the parade. Yeah, yeah. But like, you have to remember, Wexford did have a parade after the one of Leinster Hurling final a few years back. I didn't mind that, did you? I did, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Why? Because it was a Leinster Hurling final. I'd say something like, if Westmead won the Leinster Hurling final, I think the town should, the county should close down. There should be a civic reception in Mullingar, a following one in Athlone. They should do that. You know, mm. that's if Westmead, this is Wexford. They're dining at the top table in Hurling. 15 like, I mean, years that was. Between Leinster titles, yeah. yeah, I know, but like celebrate the Leinster title win, but like I mean, don't have homecomings in your opening up the grounds and the whole like. Dude, nah, I think that's just. That Do you not think? And I agree with you about Wexford, and I actually think that you know that's partially why they don't go and take the next step to win all Irons when they're having good years. But do you not think that brought a little bit of class, not class, but a little bit of um, talking points and uh, kind of interest into the Leinster Championship again because. 
my god whatever you want to say it was brilliant from a Kilkenny perspective but it was the war, probably one of the worst provincial championships across both codes for a long time there yeah, it was losing its competitive edge there's no point mm. in saying it wasn't like I mean other than Galway and Kilkenny there was no one winning Leinster but I, I, don't, I, I still don't think I still don't think it's the right route to go having that type of a reaction to winning a Leinster title. That Wexford team was more than capable of going on to the All-Ireland final. Yeah, they, they, the they, they, they met a, they against met a Tipperary. Tip, yeah. Yeah, they, Five like, points you know, up against 14 men, was it? Yeah, it was, you know, just... Look, it was one that got away. There's no two ways around it. But back to my original point, great start to the season for, for Wexford. I think 121 in January is an excellent score to put on the board. Yep. Delighted for Keith Rossiter. I said it to you last week on the podcast. He's one of the good guys. Yep. Um, he's brilliant. Lee Chin was phenomenal again. Um, I seen him lifting the cup. Uh, the cup must be heavy because the guns were certainly on show when that man grabbed it. Like a, I don't know how many kilos that cup is, but Jesus, Lee Chin is absolutely a tank. Nah, he's in good shape. He is. He is. He reminds me of a young me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but he's he's in phenomenal shape. Um, I still worry for for Lee during the year about managing his fitness and, and maybe maintaining it for the whole season. Okay. If he does, you know, like Wexford, Wexford are where they are. I actually think, unfortunately, that's probably going to be the highlight of the season for Wexford this year. You you know, you can quote me on that one as well. It says you, you're saying on the podcast, Eddie, I don't need to. Um, no, but I, I think that'll be the highlight of the season for Wexford. I mean, from here on in, what is the real, what is the real options for Wexford? Um, that Wexford team that started yesterday, if I, pull it up on my phone is I would say without a doubt in my mind um, the goalkeeper yesterday Mark Fanning's I think Mark's finished again I, I'm not sure he was he didn't play for Wexford last year in goal um, and he wasn't listed on the subs yesterday either so I don't know who'll be in goal this year it'll be either James Lawler or Aaron Duggan I, I would assume now that's a guess but looking at the team for household names there, Damien Reck at centre-back, he's 100% going to be playing in the championship. Charlie McGuckin is 100% going to be playing in the championship. I would say Jack O'Connor, Kevin Foley, definitely going to start in the championship. Richie Lawler will be very close to starting if he doesn't definitely start. And Lee Chin got nine points. So you're probably looking at seven or eight of the senior hurling team for Wexford started there yesterday against nobody off the goal with senior hurling team. So I think when, when the real teams start rolling in, um, Wexford could be could be under a little bit of pressure I would say and we'll come to that game later on in the podcast but Wexford against Kilkenny at the weekend I'd say Wexford's training regime has them a lot further down the road than say Galway or Kilkenny so it might throw up a bit strange results this early in the season plus if you throw the kitchen sink at these competitions you could win them too well, that was Wexford's 18th win in the Walsh Cup many Walsh Cups have Kilkenny do you think? When's it, since when has it been going? I'm going to say somewhere in the 40s I haven't a clue. I don't know. I'm really asking you. I have no, I no notion. No, but that's that was Wexford's 18th Walsh Cup yesterday. Um, like it's a pre-season competition, and then we're doing pitch invasions to get autographs and stuff. I don't know. Look, it is what it is. Let them all have have a brilliant time. I just think the Wexford Kilkenny game now at the weekend, it'll be a, that'll be a right bit of crack. We'll see where Wexford are then because they'll be coming up against Kilkenny team. Mm. We'll still be experimenting, but um, you know, Wexford, Wexford's ambitions and Kilkenny's ambitions are going to be poles apart this year. Yeah, just on that one with Wexford, uh, we're going to talk about Kilkenny, obviously, um, but it's a very difficult league group that Kilkenny and Wexford have. But from a Kilkenny perspective, there's an argument to be made to be made that they are better than Cork, Waterford, and Clare, and a strong argument to that when you look at the last two years in particular. Whereas from a Wexford perspective, there's a very strong argument to be made that they're in a worse position than Cork, Waterford, Clare, and Kilkenny. Does that mean that Wexford? It's a not that it's a no 
lose situation, but that they're they're either going to gain real momentum by getting good results in the league and doing well, <clears throat> or they're going to have a reality check ahead of the Leinster Championship, which is going to be most more important for them. Wexford need a good league. They'll need that momentum going into so? the championship, definitely. Uh, Kilkenny have won 20 Walsh Cups. Only, you know, in two more Walsh Cups, Wexford will have drawn level with Kilkenny. Um, there's a hell of a gap between the amount of all Ireland's Kilkenny yeah. have in the bank and the many Wexford have in the bank. And that's why I wasn't saying that, you know, being condescending. condescending yeah. No, not, that wouldn't be my intention. But what I would say is, I would say Wexford target the Walsh Cup, whereas uh, Kilkenny and Galway, I'm not going to say they don't care about the Walsh Cup, but they use that Walsh Cup purely for experiment. And you don't think Wexford do? No. Not as much. No, not when they're starting. You mark my words. Seven or eight of these lads are going to start in the championship. There's no way. Oh, no. They did that last year, I remember. And they, they, yeah. they played their stronger teams. But do you think it's just a case of we can't afford to put out kind of second, third string teams no, because we could get absolutely No, I hockeyed. think Wexford could afford to put out a second team. That is genuine. Wexford could. Wexford managers can't afford to put out second teams. Wexford managers need to get everybody on side as quick mm. as they can. Um, you made a great point earlier on. I know you've been speaking to Tom Dempsey and he'll be on the show at the weekend, but yeah. the point that you made about the, the, the Wexford, the highs are very, very high, but the lows are very, very low. Yeah. I think that's, that's a big thing. And I think that's why Wexford, I said that to you last week, he's going to need to get a good start. Um, I talk all about beat them in the Watch Cup if I'm being honest um, and it didn't but that Wex were a full value for that win as well now I mean they absolutely pounded Galway like they should have won it by more um, so no look truth of the matter is Wexford finished third or fourth in Leinster this year yeah. it's more than likely what they're going to do but I think the league is important I think they're going to need to take a couple of scallops the last thing they want is a relegation or anything like that you know yeah Tom Dempsey that's 4 o'clock this Saturday full hour of Kilkenny GA coverage every Saturday on KCLR from 4 to 5 but just very finally on this because I realise we're 10 minutes in we're talking about Wexford uh, good year for Wexford Tom told me that it would be third in Leinster and avoiding relegation in the league is that fair? It, it probably is but I'd say that is absolutely powdered there now with a little bit of Wexford kind of just a bit of cuteness like poor old us I'd say in their deepest hearts Wexford will want to be in a Leinster hurling final this year I don't believe it'll happen but that's what they'll want Is that and realistic they, after last year? Uh, I know it is like, is it realistic to get to a Leinster hurling final? They're going to need somebody else to knock out somebody else do you know the type of way? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it is but that's what they'll want um, that's what Keith Roster will want as a Leinster final and they'll definitely want to get into the, the ends of the championship as well they'll want to be in a quarter final like, so look it'll be interesting to see don't think it'll happen though ok that's Wexford um, some other far reaching topics of conversation I suppose Eddie uh, we spoke about it in depth last week in terms of one situation and then more broadly with the Ailes and St Thomas's match but referees what's happening um, and I suppose look because I, I look anyone that listens knows that I've a great relationship with all the referees and the whole and 100% I keep them outside. but I have to say on this one right okay. this news was leaked at the weekend that 40 referees inter-county referees had done a fitness 42 inter-county referees done a fitness test and only 19 of them passed it right I actually think that the fact that this made newspapers and the fact that this was recorded and printed in the whole lot is an absolute disgrace. Somebody in the GEA thought it okay to leak that. Like, the referees get battered enough as it is without this shite. Like, I mean, how many Kilkenny hurlers would fail a fitness test this week? Like, the championship isn't for months. The referees are the same. They don't need to be at their peaks right now. And I can tell you, the test that they were doing is the yo-yo test, Robbie. I don't know if you've ever done a, a yo-yo test. but well, It looks like I've done <laughs> No, but, uh, like, from, from, from my own very, very basic knowledge... I'm pretty sure, and anyone that wants to give out and tell me I'm wrong, that's fine too. 
I actually think the yo-yo test is the equivalent of what was a beep test when I was a young fella. Yeah. And I think the referees have to get to somewhere around level 17 to pass. Now, I don't know if you've ever done a bleep Jesus. test. Yep. A pass. And now, that couldn't be right. I'm telling you, 16.8 is the pass rate. So, unless I'm... Jesus Christ. Yeah, so the pass rate was 16.8. Is that... Does that, that is, am, I, am I wrong? See, I don't, that, know, how to, I don't know how to measure the yo It might be test. a bit different with yo-yo. That's a lot. I, but the only thing I would say... And this maybe is maybe I only think it's a lot. <laughs> well, some, of the, some of the referees that failed it, like, I can tell you now, knowing them, they're in... Good shape, yeah. Yeah, they really yeah, are. They're yeah. fit out. Um, I I would have preferred a few of them being brought into spec savers and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, Eddie, that's the cheapest <laughs> shot you could have no, taken. I know. <laughs> funny joking, but but I no. All jokes aside, because referees, the referee is on its own. You've you've pointed this out to me before that you know, fella starts abusing me on the line in a match. I have my team to back me up as well. I have my backroom team mm. to back me up. The referee is a little bit isolated, yeah. and this type of shit going into newspapers saying that. This, that and the other happened. I actually think the GA have let the referees down here big time. Uh, there won't be a huge issue about it. But what's going to happen now is when the lads redo their fitness test, now people are going to be interested to see, oh, where are we, you know? Um, and then also, if you fail the fitness test, does that mean you can't referee league games? Because if it does, who's going to referee all the league matches? Yeah. Would you? Are you worried about the story or the fact that it leaked? Much more worried about the fact that it leaked. The story itself is a no story. Yeah, Lads, you know... I'd have to work out how that yo-yo test works, but when I seen that, that the pass rate was 16, 16.8, I, in my head, I, I don't know, maybe you've the Googler there. If you find out what the average is on a yo-yo test yeah. or something, it's probably similar to, you, you know, it's not the Bronco. It's, I know definitely the yo-yo. I looked it up when I seen it, and the yo-yo to me is definitely the bleep test um, or a form of the bleep test. And what it be, a kind of high average for a bleep test return um, or a high average for a yo-yo test. David down at 16.8 was what they were looking for as their pass average. And I think, um, I just think, I just think the GA did the referees, they did them on that one now. There was no need for that story to be broken. And who even knew they were sitting it? I know there's a new, um, there's a new person in charge of all this stuff in DCU. I think Dermot Sheridan is his name. And he's only after taking over the role this year as well. So I'm sure, you know, he, he, he'll be a little bit worried about it. Um, but it's 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 interesting. It says, uh, the 13 who failed on Saturday will be retested while the 10 officials who missed Friday's test will be given two opportunities to meet the necessary standard. The county's top hurling referees are scheduled to do their fi- fitness test next Friday. Only the 19 referees who passed the Avistown fitness test are now eligible to officiate at next weekend's Alliance Football League. So... There you are. You don't pass the test. You're not allowed to do the running. So, a referee the games. Um, look, there's obviously a level that they have, and I think do you know what? If that's what it is, it's inter-county refereeing now as well. This isn't club refereeing, Robbie. So I suppose there has to be some standards as well. Like, yeah, no, I I, I understand that. Um, I think it's, yeah, no, it seems to be that the average say for a, a male sports team would be around twenty, which would mean it would be a lot higher than a beep test. So I'm not exactly sure. I'll be honest with you, I've, I've never actually done a yo-yo test or, or I have heard of it, but I don't know what it entails exactly, but I tell you how 16 would be about right. You you were, you were right when, when you said that. Yeah, so the fitness level of it, 16.8, which is 17. I remember doing a fitness test one time with a bleep test and I remember when we finished it, I remember the strength and conditioning coach coming to one of the players that was doing it and we were all given like bits of advice um, on what we needed to do to pick up on our fitness levels and I'll never forget it. She looked him square in the eye and she said to him, you need to start going for walks. 
And I remember thinking, you know, holy divine mother of God, you know, what did he hit? I think he stopped after, you've done the beat test. So, I've done them, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think he broke down after maybe three runs or something like that. <laughs> like, this is when you're arriving at the bleep about 10 seconds before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'll always remember that she said you need to go for a walk. The referees to fail that, I don't think it's just a news story and it shouldn't have been in the papers. I think the GEA threw them under the bus on that one. Okay. Um, sticking with that kind of topic of conversation, but uh, a bit of a subplot on it, I suppose. Um, last Friday and Saturday there was a meeting a lot happened in it um, but basically one of the big points was that there's going to be a report into the use of what they're calling TMO uh, television match official where people watch rugby VAR if you're into Premier League or soccer uh, in Europe or around the world um, whatever you want to call it it's basically the introduction of technology into GAA uh, this is all very very um, sort of the beginning of the process so there's nothing concrete or anything we can really build on um, but what's your initial take on this Eddie? Um, I think I think look I, I think it'll probably never happen anyway when you hear there's a report being done up on it we don't need a report we do know that at this stage now it's fairly well documented that they need to come up with some form of a solution to prevent what happened last week or two do you weeks think, ago. Do you think it, it has been a topic of conversation for a prolonged period of time now or just straight off the back of what happened? No, straight off the back of what happened. It's always, this is a reactive organisation. They always do it. No, but just um, generally for punters like sure us. Say, like Waterford got a goal there. Wasn't yeah. it? Waterford got yeah, a goal against down, Tipperary. Down the Gaelic grounds, yeah. 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 And it was a perfect goal. That was a long time ago. That was 2019 now, it's a... Yeah, but that, that, that goal would have put Waterford, if I'm not mistaken, I think that goal would have put Waterford into the next round of the championship. Would have given them a chance around that time. Derek McGrath's last year. Yeah, but I think they would have put them... I think I don't think it would have given them a chance. I think it would have put them to the next stages of that championship. And instead of being in the next stages of that championship, they were gone. Gone, yeah. Um, so, why didn't that happen about it then? I don't know. I, I don't know either um, but say like for instance with that this is my issue with technology that game was in the Gaelic grounds now if technology is to come in I would work under the assumption that the likes of the Gaelic grounds Nolan Park Dr Cullen Park all of those kind of stadiums that aren't maybe big and fit for technology wouldn't be in use anyway that would just be like hockey it'd go to Croke Park maybe Turles maybe Parky Cueve and that's it yeah, well, maybe that is the case, but I think, I think that there has to. I don't know. Like, I'm not scientific. There's loads of these lads winning the BT Scientist Award or whatever it's called now. There, um, but like, brother was involved. Did he win it? Shout out to Cormac though. Well, no, he didn't win. Yeah, but you helped him out a lot, and your sister did. So shout uh, out to it was just my sister then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the the big one I would say to you is, um, like, surely a chip and a ball. Like, you know, the referees have to watch to tell them that the ball's crossed the line in soccer. Mm. Something as simple as that. I don't think it has to be a complicated thing. But the other thing I will say is that we're having a conversation about it now on the back of the own wall goal because there was a little bit of controversy about it, right? Um, but that goal, I, and I only thought about it afterwards, that goal against Waterford, and uh, the goal that wasn't given there, yeah. ruined their season. Um, one of my mates, Rory Tracy, texted me one of the days after listening to the last goal, week's the goal, Sorry, sorry. The goal was given, but it shouldn't have been, wasn't it? That I think time it was, yeah, it didn't, or something. I can't remember. Was it? Was he it caught the ball? The ties behind the line. Yeah. but I think that was it. But my, I might can't remember. remember. It was a long time ago. There was something there anyway. That yeah. was one of them. Uh, Rory had said it to me about the, the balls that were getting caught. I think going over the bar. But there was one he had said to me, which I thought was mad, and I can't remember which team it was. I think it was Galway who was involved. But he said that the referee changed the scoreboard at the start of the second half. So at half time, he notified of an error that they'd made with wides that were given as scores or scores that were given at wides, and at the start of the second half, he changed the scoreboard to rectify that mistake, like. 
There's what a priest you, What do you there? think of stuff like that? Well, I think if, if you take it, this is what the question I can't remember. See, I got so thick in my house when Owen's goal wasn't given. Mm. There was a television nearly. <laughs> you know, like you're, <laughs> yeah. you're looking at it and you're kind of going, I'm going to throw this out the window. But the point that I make to you is, I can't remember what happened after the play. The, 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 the Galway fullback was lying in the goal with the ball in his hand. And I don't remember what happened after the play. Now, look, it's, it's neither here nor there now. It's all old ground but just say it was put out for a 65 or it was put out for a free out or whatever the referee then notified look that was a goal I actually think I do remember this one of the goals Wexford's conceded a goal against Tipperary and the goal was chalked off and it was brought back to give Wexford a point there was a full series of play the, 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 the Tipperary goalkeeper Tipperary's yeah. goalkeeper caught a ball going over the bar it was during Covid uh, no 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 that was the 2019 semi-final wasn't it it was during Covid it wasn't the semi-final I don't think I sure remember. I remember Sheedy going absolutely mad. There was a couple of refereeing decisions that time that had gone against him, but they eventually won it. See how intertwining probably a load. Of yeah, yeah. In my mind, in my mind, no, actually, John Covert. I remember Kilkenny playing Wexford. In are you in, sure it wasn't because they went back to Hawkeye? Darren Gleeson caught the ball. That's right. Yeah, twenty nineteen semi final. I it? think so. Yeah, but Tipperary had scored a goal from that sequence. I, yeah, I remember. And it was yeah. reversed back. The point was given. Yeah, yeah. It was puck out and away you go. So there's precincts there. Anyway. Like this is what I'm saying to you, a report's being done now. Like these are all incidents that have happened that mm. you know, the report's been written now. I I, I I don't know. Look, I think any technology that can help, provided it doesn't slow down the spectacle. I think mm. the TMO once it doesn't turn into that absolute shit show that is far. And I tell you what else. I think the TMO is a bit crap in rugby as well. You know, you're standing there, you can award your decision and you're you know, seven minutes later and I bored off my brain watching 26,000 angles of a fella falling on the ground like what has to happen in Hurling if they're going to bring in something like a TMO is it's on specific decisions red cards goals so ball is crossed the line stop the game back you go that's a goal move on not James I'm going to show you the best angle I have here available because if you do Hurling have this lost is what I was gonna, that was going to be the next natural point I suppose just to expand on what you were saying how do you use technology? Because you're saying red cards there, but you, if, if I'm being honest, which I was never uh, in agreement with, a lot of our listeners will know of uh, VAR over in England and in, in Europe and soccer. Um, I think it's been an absolute nightmare as well. Let's be honest about it. Like if you bring it into hurling, objective decisions like balls crossing the line, 100% I'm in agreement for all of that. I said that about soccer with offside. I think it works for offside actually. For subjective decisions, red cards, maybe penalties, Things like that, I would not be in agreement with that at all. Would you? It's it, again. It's all. It's down to is how fast these decisions can be brought and came about. Do you get me? So I don't know in what context. It, for me, simple things like balls crossing the line, and even like I'm not too, I'm not too worried about Hawkeye. I don't think it slows it down. I I I, I don't know. I, I don't know if Hawkeye slows it down too much. It depends. It'll never happen anyway, Robbie. Let's let's. You know what I mean. It'll never happen. But if it did happen, I think the GA has to be very careful about how much, how far they want the referees' decisions to go. So you don't think there'll be technology in GA? No, there'll be some technology. Uh, I wouldn't have thought there would have been Hawkeye in the GA twenty years ago. Yeah, that's very true. Okay, uh, that's referees. Then anything else said on that? No. No, I think all referees are great. Yep. Any referee that was offended by it, and I said last week, I'd like to apologise <laughs> now. It wouldn't be my intention. No, but I do think. Anything that will help referees through the job is a good thing. Yeah, 
Okay, fair enough. That's a nice point to end on, I suppose. Uh, you wanted to talk about the Dublin senior hurlers, Eddie. Obviously, uh, all of these teams are linked to Kilkenny because they'll be facing them, if not in the league, then in the championship. Uh, what did you want to talk about the Dublin it's senior not, It's not for? that I wanted to talk about it. It was just looking through the papers at the weekend and I seen some of the headlines, you know, Dublin need to weather a storm, Dublin facing Tipperary, must win games, the whole lot. I actually think Michal Dunahoo's in a bit of bother up there with Dublin. Do um, you? Yeah. I do and I rate Michal Dunno. he won an All-Ireland McGalway and I can testify that that is a pretty tricky thing to do yes. doesn't happen very often he got the best out of them did a brilliant job I thought he was a stonewall certainty for one of the big jobs can't remember who he was linked to at the time and he didn't get it um, he didn't go for it I'd say more than he didn't get mm. it um, I was surprised because I thought he might end up back in Galway um, again and he didn't seem to show any aspirations to go back into the role and next thing he turned up as the Dublin senior hurling manager um, they're regressing at a, at, a, at a pace of knots here. Like, do you think so? Yeah, under Michal Donahue or just in recent years? I think the decline began before he went in there, yeah. and it's just continued to decline. Uh, the point that I would make to you was, I remember going up to again early in COVID stages when there was like a small attendance allowed at Crow Park. I was at the Leinster final, and I remember travelling up in the car listening to radio stations, and they were tipping Dublin left, right, and centre. I said, these lads are all gone mad, no. um, and then. I remember Dublin got hit. There was three or four of the Dublin big players all got COVID. Um, 2021 Leinster. Yeah, they, they all got COVID. TJ scored an absolute bullet mm. um, penalty early enough in the game as well to settle the nerves. I think Kenny ended up winning the game by maybe, I'm going to say, eight or nine points. Yeah, it was handy enough. Yeah. It was comfortable. But at that time, that Dublin team was being touted as going to beat Kilkenny in the Leinster Hurling final yeah. so that's what did you, year did you say that was 2021 2021 it's only 2024 now it's three years yeah. later like they are not. would you think Dublin would have any hope against Kilkenny or Galway well I thought that if I'm being honest with you when when you're talking about that was a, say, a good team and they regressed the last three years I think Dublin Hurling's been in regression for a decade they, they won Leinster I think in 2013 were very good under, under Anthony Daly Jerk Cunningham came in and since then it's been awful and no, I'm not blaming Jerk Cunningham but like Dublin's this Dublin senior hurling team, and the underage from what I've seen. What did, what did, what did Jerk Cunningham ever do to you? No, he did nothing. He's very he's a great hurling <laughs> man, Jerk Cunningham, down in Cork, of course, and a brilliant player. But like, realistically, they've done absolutely nothing for the bones of ten years. Yeah, uh, quite quite possibly. Yeah, I, th- I just thought I just thought they were a team that was on an upward curve. I expected when Michal Dunne who went in there, I expected big things. I'll be so honest. So did I. I expected an improvement. Um, I, would you not argue last year there was a bit of an improvement? No. What's improvement like? Who did we to beat Carlo in the? In the knockout, yeah, and then got knocked out in the next round. Yeah, but they finished third. You wouldn't expect them to finish in the top two realistically. That's down to Wexford underachieving and underperforming. Yeah, yeah but they, they still got there. They got they got into third spot, and then they they like also um, like no can't have it. Um, they weren't. They were in. They were in the same position as as Galway were a couple of years ago. And Galway, I know they haven't won in All Ireland. They've won one All Ireland, but they haven't won the All Irelands they'd hoped they've had. They've kicked on. Dublin haven't. Um, this could be a long year for Dublin, and I think me all done who this will be his last year if it is. What's realistic for Dublin, and what do you think is a is a realistic ambition for them? Again, you know, like ambition, ambition and reality are two different things. So a realistic ambition is kind of like a double edged sword. I think in reality, Dublin need to be very competitive in Leinster, um, and. You know, again, semi-final, you know, there's no Leinster semi-finals, but, you know, they need to be right there at the cusp of getting to a Leinster final. Simple as. So they have to be right on it. They can't be involved in any relegations. Do you think they have it. the players right now to do that? I'm not sure that they have. That's the problem. I think, I mean. I think club hurling in Dublin is, 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 is probably, 
I don't know. The O'Loughlin Gales, did they, they play the Dublin? Yeah, yeah they, they, Nafina gave them a fair rattle this year now. Yeah, uh, it was only a one-point game. The Dublin Club Championship probably was competitive. That was Nafina's first time to win it the was, Club yeah, Championship. was, yeah, first ever, yeah. Great um, club, Nafina. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know. I just think, maybe maybe I'm overstating how what I expected from Dublin. I expected big things of me all done who got the job. So did you. It's been disappointing. I just think they're awful. The one team, I would, no, but I would, I would like say the eight, the nine big counties, which you'd say Dublin, Wexford, Kilkenny, Galway, and the five in Munster. Uh, no offense, Kerry, who are doing great work. Um, like, I would that nine. It's Dublin. They're they're the one team I never want to watch. They came to Nolan Park last year for a league game. Like it was traumatic stuff. If you're a Dublin supporter, they just don't put up a, a fight. If they play a team that is in any way superior to them on a skill level, they fold like a pack of cards. I just don't know what people expect. I just think they're one of those teams that they're nearly, I hate to say it, they make up the numbers. Whew. Is that harsh? Is that harsh? <laughs> I don't think that's harsh. Like, <laughs> do you, know, you don't think it's harsh to say a team is just there to make up the years, numbers? Though, no, I agree. The, I the best thing they've done for 10 years is make a, make a Leinster final, which isn't the hardest thing in the world to do. It takes one of Kilkenny or Galway to have a bad season. Yeah. Um, no, I look, I don't think... I, I, I see your point. I see your point. The point that is... Dublin like they're playing Tipperary next weekend there's not a man alive yeah. that thinks Dublin will be Tipperary yeah. and Tipperary aren't great either no that's true so it'll be interesting but anyway that's what I just wanted to say about Dublin right. I think that they're after falling off sides so of we're writing off Wexford and Dublin already right off Wexford, Wexford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes um, Dublin of course uh, for many years on the football side of things a lot of criticism for the money that was pumped into them. A report this week, uh, it costs a couple of euros to start out a senior management team for Intercounty nowadays, Eddie. Yeah, so, like the average, the average, this is banana stuff, the average spend from 32 counties is 1.223 million for management teams, yeah? And the Galway being the highest at 2.64 million. Because they're football and hurling, is that why? Yeah, but because yeah. they're competitive in football yeah, and hurling. Yeah, yeah. They were in an All Ireland football final and an All Ireland hurling semi final. Were they in the football final this year? No, they got no, the semi final. Twenty twenty two, they would have been in the football final. Football final. So there was a football team that could conceivably get to an All Ireland final, and there was a hurling team that could. So that's why it costs double the amount of money in Galway. But one of the things I was looking at is the management team, and it's not just. I presume that's the whole county board spending on training, so it might filter down to underages as well and things okay. like that, which is more than possible. But I, I looked at the Limerick backroom team from 2018, and there was 23 people involved in the backroom team for Limerick in 2020, in 2018. 2018, first year they won the All Ireland. 23 people in that backroom team, and that that went from performance coaches to logistics coaches to psychologists to you know nutritionists, yeah. strength and conditioning. Then you have your selectors and like they have a forwards coach, a backs coach. Like it's mad. Nineteen ninety six Wexford won in All Ireland, they didn't have ten in the backroom. Hmm. So the backroom teams have trebled nearly. Um where does it all end? I don't know. I, I don't know where it's all gonna end, but I do know if you're going to be competitive, Limerick there, I don't see them in the how much they spent either. You'll never know either because a lot of that stuff is um discreet. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I, I, I don't know. But it's it, look, it's big business. Like the simple fact of the matter is, it's it's this is big business, uh, Robbie. Yeah, um, no, it is. Yeah. It is, and then when you see it, when you see it on paper, thirty nine million spending spree that has intercounty GA teams on a cliff edge. I don't believe the intercounty teams are on a cliff edge. I actually think county boards are fine. Um, yeah, yeah, there seem to be any, but there's not. I don't see anybody broke or anything like that. I haven't heard of any, but now there's a few teams, you know, making the right balls of sponsorships and stuff like mm. that. But look, they, they, these lads are always able to raise the money when they need to, but it does seem like an obscene amount of money. Yeah. Do you think it's worrying for the GA? I just don't know where it ends, Rob. That's yeah. what you have to be conscious of, you know. Um, in in 10 years' time, we're going to look at a backroom team of 45 people, like, do you know? What's your role there? I carry yeah, yeah. I carry the gear bags, but without football boots. And John carries the football <laughs> yeah, boots. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, so I, get you. I don't know. It's like I remember a fella telling me about roadies for an air guitar competition. You know, lads mm. carrying in the air like so. I I, I don't know. <laughs> um, at the moment, the one thing I will say to you is it's it's vital for every team that to keep up with everybody else. Um, so there's no point in you know say at Carlo or Wexford or Dublin not operating at the same level of intensity of training and having the same things at their disposal as Limerick and Galway and then trying to go out on the pitch and compete with them. You've had incredible success at club level. Would you do what it takes in terms of bringing as many people in? Do you draw the line at some stage? What What's your take on it there? Can you Do, do you see both sides of the kind, I suppose? Oh, no, definitely see both sides to it. I think uh, you have to. there has to be a fairness, with, within, especially in the club game. You have to be very... You have to remember the funding and and what you have there. So what I would always try and do is the players to try become as much self sufficient as they can. Yeah. So run their own little fundraisers to keep their own little players fund in place. But the likes of your nutritionist, your strength and conditioning coach, even in some cases your psychologist, strength and conditioning and nutrition are a different thing. They, you have to have them. So there's no two ways around it. Now maybe they didn't have them twenty years ago, but you wouldn't be able to compete if you didn't have them now. Simple as so they're players. just fundamentals for going. Forward. They are now, yeah. Like yeah. I mean, players are taking supplements, so you need somebody to advise you on what to take and whatnot, and then just general habits, eating well, and all that. So that's vital. Um, psychology is another section of the game that's coming in and it's coming in strong and has done for a while. But again, it's about finding them inches, Robbie. Like that's all you're looking for. It's a game of inches to try and close that gap on everybody else. But there's no point in be it Blacks and Whites or Bagnestown Gales trying to compete with Mountain Ends Rangers or Ballyhale Shamrocks and, and Mountain Ends Rangers are St Mullins pulling miles ahead of you with what what you're doing you have to have that and everyone needs it and I see I see now the level of professionalism with club games is, is phenomenal every team has video analysis um, everybody has it's not a case of a fellow going in recording the game and sending you on WhatsApp I mean they're sending back to you Every free, every puck out, every yeah. you know, every decision that you question, the whole lot. So, no, it, 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 as I said, it's a big business, but at club level, and you're asking me about what my own personal opinion is, I think anything that you can get to give you an advantage on your opponent, you should take. But I think you should always have one eye on the finance side of it as well and remember that you are operating on behalf of a club who may not have that many, you know, huge amounts of finance at their disposal. So if you want to do something, you need to make sure you're able to pay for it. Yeah. Okay. Um... Next protocol and a very positive one. Uh, I mentioned that meeting that took place. Uh, I don't want to speak Osquale got on Cahorla Banishtiakta, I think it was, or something like that. It was oh, Cahorla. Um, at the weekend, one of the big things that came out of it, Kilkenny GA last week had requested that they host the Under-20 Hurling Championship All-Ireland final uh, in Nolan Park based off the fact that it's the 100th anniversary of the longest-serving president in the history of the GA, James Nolan, which Nolan Park is aptly named after. And uh, it has been recommended to the CCC that that does take place. Uh, so the Under-20 Hurling Championship 
by all the cards, will be in Nolan Park on the first weekend of June, Eddie. Uh, I mentioned to you there, off-air, kind of echoes back to a couple of years, back 2022, I think it was, when the minor final was there for Offaly and Tip, an atmosphere like no other really that day. It was incredible. An under-20 final coming to Nolan Park can only be a good thing, I would have thought, for Kilkenny GA. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. Uh, and, and, and Nolan Park deserves huge credit uh, for the facility that it is, the surface they provide, it's second to none. I would be a massive, massive fan of playing under-20 finals and minor finals in smaller venues that will sell out and have them absolutely jointed. Mm. The atmosphere in Nolan Park for that Offaly game that time, the reason it was so good, the reason it was so good was because it was so because packed. It was full, yeah. um, personally, first option for me would be the minor final should be played as a curtain reser for the All-Ireland final. That's, yeah. you know, that's what I like. And that's just me. If that's not happening, then I would have your minor finals or your under-20 finals at the next best available venue logistically for the teams involved. So, you know, I'd have, say, Airmark, three or four venues. The sports ground in Limerick is a lovely surface down there. Parky Cueve is unbelievable. Nolan Park is in that same thing. But it's a lovely honour for the Nolan family, any of them that are still surviving. Obviously, Nolan Park itself is... Is, is Kilkenny's centrepiece the pitch is always going to be in brilliant Nick and you can be guaranteed that's the bank holiday weekend in June the place will be absolutely humming as well 100% do you think um, you mentioned there the likes of the sports ground in Limerick I think Semple Stadium last year if I'm not mistaken hosted the All-Ireland Minor Final Parky Cueve another big stadium do you think it needs to be restricted to either Croke Park before a big day or a stadium of 25-30,000 or sorry no about 20-25,000 and no more, so yep. that you get that jam-packed venue. I think back to, say, the Leinster final last year, I think it was, I'm going to say, the under-20 Leinster final between Offaly and Wexford and Netwatch Cullen Park. I mean, it was an atmosphere that was just, you'd be glued to it if you were watching it because it's just such a spectacle. Yeah, see, what you have to, this is the thing, the GEA don't know who's going to be in the finals till the final. I know that too. Yeah. Um, the reason Nolan Park was so wedged for that game a few years ago was because Offaly were in it and they thought they were going to win. Yeah. So, and tip came up, I suppose, as well. They would have more so awfully. Ah, yeah, no, I understand that too. Yeah, um, more so awfully. That's my opinion. And Wexford as well, a few years ago, and awfully, one of them knew they were going to win, so they all came. And I think, no disrespect, if that was Kilkenny and Limerick in that game, there's no way they'd, feel, they'd even fill net watch Cullen Park. Yeah, no, you're right. I would agree with that 100%. So that's where it is. But look, well, I for think, an all Ireland final, yeah, would. put them in a no. Wouldn't you don't think so? Minor All Ireland final, a minor standalone fixture Kilkenny against Limerick. Not a hope, 26,000 people. No chance, no, they're saving the money for the final for the men's. Yeah, you I'm might be you. right. I don't know. No, I kind of I'd like to think, I suppose, that they will go. <laughs> think all you want, but you'd be wrong. Limerick Sport is now going numbers. To oh, games. you're, you're, you're <laughs> going to use the Limerick fans to fill the Kilkenny, stadium. Kilkenny fans just don't want to start It's not criticism. It's just no, it's, it's they don't want to start yeah. Kilkenny's a very small county as well. Let's forget this What's too. Like is, yeah. Kilkenny's a really small county. Like, um, But if you get some of the teams that are starved of success. I remember like 1995, Westmead won a minor All-Ireland. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember it because I was on the streets celebrating. Yeah. Like... <laughs> oh my god We thought The good times Were going still to roll out Holy there shit We're still living on it Well they won the Under 20 title In 97 as well Or 99 uh, Under 21 football title But it didn't get the reaction The 95 minor did um, But I can tell you now If Westmead were in a minor All Ireland final they'd, they'd come on mass It's it's look I think it's great It's in Nolan Park It's fabulous that it's in Nolan Park And uh, I hope Whoever's in it Gets a huge crowd down To watch it And cheer on their own Respective teams I think it'd be lovely 
And just finally on that, and this is probably something that's been talked about a lot and we'll probably talk about it a lot going forward. Do you think the underage grades have as much interest? Do you think there's as much eyes on them as there was maybe back in 95 when Westmead were winning championships and that? Um, do you know what? I don't think there is. I think people are really not buying into the under 17, under 20 grades. That's my honest yeah. opinion. I think taking them off the All-Ireland final ticket was a bad move. Yeah. Um, so are they maybe I'm just getting older as well I don't know Robbie I used to always love the minor games I can tell you some great minor hurling finals and I can tell you great minor football finals yeah. Um, I don't know it's not and see there's just so much more and plus the other thing as well is everything's on telly now like I mean you've got Fitzgibbon Cup you've, yeah. you know it's all it's all there so you know it doesn't get it's own little standalone it, it, I get you, you know what I'm saying? it doesn't it's, feel as special maybe. no but what should be happening is before every a minor football match or hurling match should be the curtain raiser for the senior games all, all during the summer but um, it's it's unfortunately it's not no not at the moment anyway and I'm sure there are reasons for that to be fair uh, another good point to note I suppose if you're an Lachlan Gales fan off the back of that uh, tough All-Ireland final defeat to St. Thomas's, Paddy Deegan has been named uh, Kilkenny captain for this year Hugh Lawler vice captain first of all I suppose to Paddy Deegan uh, a huge congratulations uh, to be the captain of Kilkenny is a great honour yeah um, it's a massive honour um, and to be honest, the two boys, um, and Mikey Butler as well, any of them will be brilliant captains for yeah. Kilkenny. Um, I, you know, I just I I don't know them as people. I only know them as leaders on the pitch, and they're lads that you'd always look to as well for Kilkenny. So I'd be very excited to see Paddy Deegan there as captain for Kilkenny because he's never let Kilkenny down. He's been brilliant throughout his career, but this year with O'Loughlin Gales, there was a couple of times the games around the metal pot and it was Paddy Deegan that grabbed it by the scruff of the neck and pulled him over so I'm I'm really excited about that appointment but now as you know I'm an absolutely enormous Paddy Deegan fan um, so it's great and Hugh Lawler is vice captain always a great best full back in the country so it's it's brilliant What's your opinion on the captaincy in Kilkenny a lot of people say it's just a, literally a thing that they check off and that there's the captain isn't the real leader of the team because of the fact that the county champions uh, nominate a captain whereas it's different obviously in other counties uh, where, where would you stand on that? Well I think that's a lot of crap for anyone to say that number one the team that wins the championship picking the captain is is a brilliant way of selecting a captain. Um, Happens in Kerry as well, yeah. so in football. Yeah. Oh, wow. So the two most successful teams in the country do it. Right, that's why I brought it up. Yeah, but no, but for me, I think it's important that it's done that way. Um, who was the Kerry captain last year? Was David Clifford not captain? No. I think David Clifford was last year. So, yeah. so whoever won the senior football championship in Kerry appointed him? Yeah. He plays pa- for Fossa. But yeah, they won it, and Paulie Clifford is the captain now. Foster Junior football, but then team. he goes into with the other club. The other Kerry Championship is all East Kerry, missed, and then he go, he goes in with East Kerry, yeah, and, and they that. won the championship. And they win it, and then they go on, and then they don't go on. They don't go on because they're not allowed to. But basically, you win the senior championship in Kerry with East Kerry, and he captains it. Paulie Clifford is the captain this year, his brother. Yeah, I'm aware who, <laughs> who Paulie Clifford is. Robbie David Clifford's like, brother, but yeah. also a very good footballer. Um, no, but it's and do you know what though? No, and that's that's a surprise because I thought David Clifford was captain. And I was, was like, yeah. Jesus, yeah. So that's obviously the East Kerry thing, but. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's important. I think it's 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 very good. It gives a great little bit of value to winning a senior championship as well. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. That 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 your club can select it. I've seen it in the past as well. There has been teams that have won championship without anybody on the panel. Doesn't happen very often and they appoint, My own clubs, St. Martins. Um did it in eighty we won the eighty four county final, won the eighty five all Ireland. I always get that in when I can. But uh, we didn't actually have a player on the panel. So And who was my captain? I don't know exactly. I think it was somebody from either Clara or O'Loughlin's because they were neighbouring clubs. Yeah, and I actually think, I think it happened way more recent than that. I really oh, it do. Could have. 
I, I can't remember, was it an Inish Deeg or someone like that that won a championship and appointed somebody else uh, from Clara or Clara and somebody in Inish Deeg, something like that. I think um, I'll have a look it up after, yeah. I'll have it for next week's podcast. But I think it's a really nice thing um, to be able to do that. And then this point about captains, your captain doesn't have to be the biggest leader in the world. Your captain's the person who goes up and lifts the cup. Leaders on the pitch, they're a different thing. You know what? And I'd be straight, when I played the game, I didn't look to my captain to give me a lift on the field. You know, it was on the lads on my line that I was looking to give me a lift. Or if I was playing wing forward, it was the wing back or corner forward that would drive me on. We all drove each other on. You don't need a captain's armband to be a leader. Um, you know, so that's the big thing for me. However, it does help when you have somebody with a captain's armband on if they're a real leader. And Paddy Deegan is a real leader. You know, and, and that's the thing. Like, do you think Owen Cody was the Kilkenny captain last year? Do you think Owen Cody three or four years ago was a massive leader in the Ballyhale dressing room never mind the Kilkenny dressing room he was a young lad coming through he deserved his, his turn as captain Adrian Mullen was captain they're fierce young becoming captains of the Kilkenny senior hurling team but I think Ballyhale wanted to share the love and, and, and move the captaincies around that's what tends to happen in Ballyhale yeah, yeah. but they've so many um, county titles mm. you know under their belts but you know Owen Cody Owen Cody was captain last year he'll be a massive leader on the field this year do you, know, yeah, do you know what I'm saying? He, yeah. he, it's not like Owen Cody's going to say, oh, I'm not captain this year, no, so he won't be able to say it. And you can be guaranteed he'll let go. And I've, it's one thing I've always heard with the Kenny teams over the years. I remember hearing it a few times about different players talking to the team at halftime. I know there was one of the subs who was injured a couple of years ago and he gave a rousing speech at halftime to lift the lads going out to the second half. We're going back a while, actually, because they won the All-Ireland that day. Mm. But that happens. Players like Jackie Turrell, players like... JJ Delaney, you know, all of these lads, massive leaders. How many of them have captained Kilkenny? Jackie did. Jackie did. Two so did JJ, I, think. I don't think JJ did, no, because Fenians didn't win a county title. But I might be wrong. Maybe in the early 2000s, but I don't think he did. Mm. Um, but just generally on a, a final point on this, a lot of people have brought this up because of maybe the, there hasn't been as much success for those two counties. Kerry with the football won All-Ireland since 2014. Kenny, no All-Ireland since 2015 in the Hurling. And then if you look at who's been successful in that period of time, Dublin had a stone-cold captain in Stephen Cluxton, who was a captain every year. Limerick, likewise, with Declan Hannon. You wouldn't fall into that sort of no, way. I, t- <coughs> I think it's just coincidental. Um, where did I see it the other day? Yeah, the St. Thomas's captain. The club St. Thomas's. They've had the same captain for all six of their senior All-Ireland titles. Or senior club titles, like. St. Thomas's captain, whose name has escaped me now, I can't remember. It's, I'm going to t- throw a massive guess in that it's a Burke. Burke. <laughs> um, but, I can't think of his name either. But Dave, Dave, um, Dave, been, they, Dave had the same captain for every single year. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking back on the Kilkenny captains here as well while I'm talking to you. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I think it's just coincidental. Yeah. Um, like 06, it was Jackie Turrell, 07, Henry, I think 08, Michael Fenley. Around that time, maybe on nine. Chaffitz was away. Chaffitz was away at Michael Fenley nine. Lester Ryan was one year, twenty fourteen, I think. Twenty fourteen. Colin Fenley, Owen Larkin, Brian Hogan, Lester Ryan, Joey Holden, Shane Prendergast in twenty sixteen for Clara, mm. uh, Mark Bergen, Killian Buckley for Dixborough in twenty eighteen. Yeah, that'd be right. TJ Reid, Colin Fenley, Adrian Mullen, Richie Reid. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember. There was there was definitely another occasion. Um. And I'm just it'll it'll wreck my head now for the evening to try and work out who that player was. Um, I'm just wondering, was it Shane Prendergast in 2016? No, Clare won it in 2013-2015. Lester Ryan was captain in 2014 after Clare won the county championship in 2013 and then Shane Prendergast would have been in 2016 because Clare won it in 2015. Mm, don't know who was it. 
uh, was there another person before? Anyway, I don't mm. know. Um, uh, the stats tell me I'm wrong. Anyway, DJ Carey, Charlie Carter, Bo Captain, Andy Comfort, Dennis Byrne, Greg Ballycallum, Willie O'Connor, uh, Tom Hickey, Dunhamag, and DJ again there in '97. Michael Feeling. Yeah, look, it's 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 a great honour, I'm sure, to captain your county. Um, I like the way that Kilkenny do it. I'll be honest, which I I actually I won't say I like it. I love it. Okay. Well, I think we've we've spoken enough about that. We'll go on to. I suppose the big event of the weekend, as I said at the start, Kilkenny and Wexford, it's exclusively live on KCLR if you're not in UPMC Nolan Park on Sunday, quarter to two throwing. Um, we're really looking forward to this game, I suppose, because it is the start of the season. Neighbours coming up from Wexford, we don't have a good record against Wexford in recent seasons. Um, just your thoughts on this game, I suppose, Eddie? Yeah, we don't have a great record against Wexford because Wexford... Uh habitually play with extra defenders against Kilkenny and Kilkenny seem to struggle to break that down um, I think it's a different Kilkenny team now I think um, I think look I think Wexford are going to be a little bit ahead of where Kilkenny are I wonder how many of the Lachlan Gales lads have come straight back into the team um, none as far as I know none but that might be wrong I just I can't have this like as well i seen Derry beating Curry at the weekend there and Connor Glass yeah, but sure, Mickey Hart said, no, this is it. Get in here and get in and play. We're going down to play Curry. Go and win the game. I don't know. He has to give them a rest. I completely understand that. But but I don't know that for sure now. I just, you know, you know yourself when you hear stuff. If if, if Kilkenny go out with the team to play the last round of the Walsh Cup, Wexford are going to give Kilkenny a bit of a beating here um, at the weekend. I hope they don't. I, like, do you not want to get a bit of a run in the National League and have, like, I, I, I don't know what the answer is to this. I think it's all well and good if we get to get a look at a few new players coming through and 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 get that, I, mean, I I totally understand that. I totally understand as well resting some players that might need that bit of rest. Um, but no all Auckland players. I, I I couldn't have. I have to have Jordan Malloy, David Forty being brought into that team straight they away. They might, in, in fairness, but I'm talking, I suppose, about Paddy Deegan, Hugh Lawler, Mikey Butler, the the ones that've been there for a couple of years. Um, I I, I don't know. I think. The lads are young. I'm not managing the Kenny Senior Hurling team and never will be, but... Um, never know. No, I do. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I've no doubt in my mind. Um, no, but I, I would. I, I'd love to see a few lads coming in there, building up that team. I'd like to see the Ballyhale lads properly back in there, Adrian Mullen, Owen Cody. I don't know what college commitments all these boys have at the moment too. Like That's that's something that has to be managed yeah. as well. Um, but no, I, I just hope there's a strong Kenny team put out because Wexford will come en masse. And you don't want to give any team an edge. And I think losing a league game to somebody gives them an edge on you. And I wouldn't like that. I spoke with Ronnie Adrian Ronan uh, ahead of this game again. The Kilkenny GA Hour. You'll hear that full interview this Saturday from 4 to 5 o'clock on Scoreline. And he actually disagreed with you, Eddie. He said that the league for Kilkenny has to be about performances and finding players. And not to say you go out and lose a game on purpose or anything like that. But that the primary goal for it should be that Kilkenny are in a better place come championship time compared to last year rather than having a good league campaign but also being in a similar situation to last year I I didn't I don't disagree with Ronnie's comments Mm. there now I don't disagree with that Mm. the point that I'm making to you is I don't want to see a fully 13, 12 experimental thing that's not that won't happen though will it it happens the whole time sure watch the Walsh Cup I went down to watch them the Walsh Cup's different to the league though isn't it well it'd be interesting if you're not going to play any of Lachlan Gales players there's three guaranteed starters gone off to Kilkenny backs okay so that's three Probably rest Adrian Mullen, TJ Reid, Owen Cody. They're six year starting team. Now you're running out of players, Robbie. Now I've no harm in in a lad trying to try out three or four new players, provided there's eight, nine, ten, eleven stalwarts in there. Then you'll find out the worth of these lads. You know what I mean? But do you not think do you see the point where 
you you name the six players there. Those six players start for Kilkenny. Yeah. There's no no debate, no question. They will all start for Kilkenny. If I'm Billy so Drennan, why not try and find somebody new to supplement those players? But if I'm Billy Drennan and I'm playing in a corner forward, hmm. and I've said this to you before, I want Paddy Deegan delivering that ball into me. I want Hugh Lawler throwing hand passes out to Mikey Butler and Mikey Butler breaking the challenge and I'm making the run. I don't want nine or ten inexperienced players out in front of me giving me absolutely chronic balls in on top of me for the game. But is that not a paradox in itself then? The fact that like you experiment but you don't experiment too much but then which players do you take out, which players do you leave in? Experiment by using three or four in each game. So you just rotate, rotate. You take players out? Yeah. Okay. That's the way I do it. Like, yeah. I mean, look at doctors differ, patients die. Like, that's how it works. But, mm. like, Ronnie's opinion is is, is merited that you, you'd hope to come out with extra players. My argument has always been the same about this. You go out and you play in your Walsh Cup in the early rounds of the league, you put out a team of very inexperienced players and lads that probably would make it don't because the supply of ball going into them or the general movement around the field is not the same. And... That's what I, I, I'd love to see. And I'd love to see maybe one senior player on every line, minimum, which would be, you're talking about six senior players and then in the goals, you know, whether it's one in the goal or it's it's one of the lads in the goal, it doesn't matter. We have massive experience in the goals. like So it's not the end of the world there. But I just that's just my opinion. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, you, you, you see all these other teams that have different outlooks and different ways of doing it that Limerick team I'd be interested to see what type of 15 he puts out on the field at the weekend mm. uh, you know I'd be surprised if you don't see 5 or 6 of the household names starting yeah I think no, I would agree but I suppose there's a difference between 5 and 6 12 and 13 though but like yeah, no like but it's, it's suppose you're in different positions um, like Kilkenny went down and played Limerick in the league final last year and I'd say how many of the Kilkenny teams started that league final played in the All-Ireland final and, and and vice versa. I don't know. I remember good few. It's a yeah. I don't know. We'll have a look at it again after. But I think I think Kilkenny got an awful hiding that day. What did they do in the league final? It didn't. That doesn't help in any way, shape, or form either. Like you're saying, does getting to a league final give you the you know we're flying here and then you get that thumping? I don't know. I don't know if there's a happy balance on it. For me anyway, I think experimenting with seven or eight new players in a game is too many in a, in a national league game, and it's your neighbours as well. This is what I'm saying. I'd be giving nobody an opportunity to get get one up on me. Yeah, I think Kilkenny, uh, the reason I, just to get in on this, uh, I, I agree with the fact that Leinster Championship and All-Ireland, obviously more importantly, is where it'll uh, be success or failure for Kilkenny. But if they lose this game, I think they're under pressure. Because if they lose this game, they're three of their next four games are way to clear Watford and Cork. And I think you you get to the stage then where you're, you have tough games where you have to win and all of a sudden that experimenting that we talk about goes out the window anyway. It does. I think for me, I think it's not a must-win game anyway. It's a no, game. No, no, no. Look, no. it's a game you'd like to win. See, Kilkenny are in that enviable position that, and Ronnie won't say this, but the national league doesn't matter. Do you think they need to get put themselves in a position where they can face Limerick in the league final again and beat no. them to have the belief that they can beat Limerick? No. Do you not um, think that belief would have saturated somewhat in the fact that they haven't defeated them for five years? I think the beating they got in the league final hurt. It would have hurt a lot less if they'd lost the semi-final. By a point. Yeah, and they were knocked out rather than going to the final do you get me but do you think now that they're off the back 2022 it felt like we were getting very close to be honest with you I still think Kilkenny are the second best team in the country but the two losses we had to Limerick last year league final All-Ireland final mm. felt like we moved further away and I'm just wondering do Kilkenny need to beat Limerick again before they go on and win an All-Ireland rather than getting getting them in an All-Ireland final again in which case you'd wonder have the, would the scars and the wounds of the past carry forward yeah. 
I don't know, Robbie. I, I really don't. I could see your point if you played them early in the season and you got one over on them. I'd be hoping, and I said this to you already, mm. I, I personally I'd be hoping that they played them as little as possible and I'd love to catch them in a Leinster, in an Ireland semi-final. Yeah. I won't be getting them in a Leinster. Ronnie one. actually said that as well. He thinks that might be better for Kenny to go that route. You heard me True. on the podcast. He did, yeah, yeah. yeah. See yeah. there, yeah, now he's only he's only copying oh, the great yeah. Eddie Scally. I know, but I actually I'm telling you, sometimes, sometimes it's, you want to play the favourites in a competition. You want to play them in a the semi final, not the final. I'm telling you, historically, if you look down through it, if you're going to catch a team, you'll catch them in the semis, and that's you know you don't want to get to a replay either because you'll never catch them yeah. in a replay. No, oh yeah, I wouldn't be too worried about it. I I just I'd be more concerned about pressure being mounted on that panel early in the year by losing a couple of league games, and mm-hmm. it will. Oh, would you? Yeah. Um, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't Kilkenny, yeah. Do you know, it wouldn't be nice. So I think I'd like Kilkenny to win at the weekend. I'd like them to put out a strong enough team. At least they don't have to be as, you know, far down the line as Wexford are. But Wexford are going to come. Wexford scored 121 against Galway. There's an eight point win against Galway. Yeah. Uh, no matter how weak that Galway team is, I can guarantee you that, you know, they're not going to be happy with that result. Um, the Galway people, that is. And I just think. Wexford are going to be coming with their tails up now as well. It's going to be all about how hard to celebrate at the Walsh Cup. Okay. <laughs> Very lastly, Eddie, last week you said Limerick could win the league. Uh, the league for Kilkenny, how do you see it going? Is it going to kind of end at the group stages? Will they get further? Oh, no, they'll, they'll, they'll get further because I think they're better than everybody in that section that they're with. And I think um, provided they Three get Three away games, though? Wouldn't bother me at all. Really? No. Not a chance. No no difference. Um, pitches are all at one. That's it. Two goal posts at the end of the field. Go out and hurl. Don't buy into that home advantage show. Do you not? Not at all. In any Re- sport? Not at all. No way. Really? No. I don't think there's any science behind any that. Any player, the likes of Ronnie and the lads I've played in Nolan Park say there's three, were three or four points for any Kilkenny team in Nolan Park. Nolan Park is, is it? Yeah. I don't know about that. Galway bet them in Nolan Park last year. It's a draw. Was it a draw? It felt like a win for Galway. Cause it that's felt like a defeat. That's, that's the standards like. in Galway. <laughs> it felt like a defeat because it was there. Yeah, yeah um, no, it was very flat. It was. It was an awful game. Um, oh, yeah, I don't know. Kilkenny's home pitch is nearly pro park anyway at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think, look, home advantage. Maybe Nolan Park is worth a couple of points for Kilkenny. I don't know. It's a bit different. You know, the pitches themselves, there's a little bit of a different layout to them mm. and size-wise. You know, is... Did, did Waterford lose in Nolan Park last year to Kilkenny? They did. It was an absolutely rancid game of hurling. Did the Waterford, Waterford senior hurling team go on holidays the following day? They did. They went on a holiday camp, but there was a lot of rumours that time that they threw the game, but they, I don't think they have, that was absolutely rubbish. But What would have um, happened with the money they spent on the holiday camp? Know, yeah, well, that's true. As well. We won't get into that. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you remember, but they, they actually like dropped back. Like You would see a soccer team. I've never seen anything like it in my life. I did. Seen it in Nolan Park. Last yeah, that's there. And Desi Hutchinson playing midfield. That oh, was mad stuff. And I like Davy Fitz sometimes, but beat it, Jesus. Mm, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, ah, no, look, come here, Robbie. Look, the yeah. league, I always find the leagues are a bit of crack. They're enjoyable. They're good games. We won't get too carried away. Kenny will go deep into this league because they're that much better than the other teams around him. And that's genuine. Claire coming That's saying a lot with Claire and Cork in the group. Claire are going to be without Tony Kelly. That is a massive blow. And I mean, now, out of all proportion, that's, that is. No, that's 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 a wound now. You're not gonna that's putting plasters on a bullet wound trying to replace him now. Um so I think I think Claire are gonna have a, they're gonna have a tough there. Cork down on Parky Queeve. I, I, I wonder does Parky Queeve suit everybody else? Um yeah. big open pitch like Crow Park down there. And then Waterford, you're just never gonna fancy Waterford to be Kilkenny. No, that's very true as well. Oh, so, the, yeah. the the new Walsh Park though, it'll be packed out, we'll see how it goes, but uh fingers crossed for Kilkenny and uh 
Right, so we'll leave it at that. Eddie, thanks for joining me. As always, that was the second episode of the second season of the Kilkenny Hurling Podcast. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere where you do your podcast listening. We'll be back next week to review Kilkenny's match against Wexford and to look ahead to their next game, a Saturday night match under the lights in Parky Cueve against Cork.